I've seen a story, and it said a man lost his toe when he dropped a knife on it. The doctor said, I have good news and bad news. The guy said, what's the bad news? The doctor said, they replaced your toe with a piece of candy. The guy said, wow, that, what's the good news? He said, the doctor said, now you have a tic-tac-toe. There's good news and there's bad news. I know that's bad. That's a bad joke. There's an abundance of things that we consider good news, right? The simplest of things can be good news. It may be good news for one that the same news it may be bad for. Yeah? You replace somebody in their job is good news for you, bad news for them. I want to ask, Mom, can I tell the story about your uh, raise you got? I didn't get permission, so I'm going to ask you right now. Can I tell that? She's so private. We, we consider it a good news when we get a raise. My mom got a, a $24 a month raise from Social Security to combat the cost of living. That's good news. The government took $22 of it, so she gets the $2, but that's still good news, right? It's not the greatest news. <laughs> that's $2. She's going to spend it wise. She'll put it in some bond or something and, and make a lot of money off of it, I'm sure. We consider it good news when we hear that someone is getting married. The birth of a child. The pregnancy of a woman. The birth of a grandchild. A job, a car, a house. There's plenty of things that we celebrate as good news. How many knows where this sermon's going today? <laughs> we even celebrate good news when someone else is receiving a blessing. And that's what Christians should do, amen? amen. Today I want you to consider the greatest news you could ever hear. The greatest news that you could ever experience. The greatest news you've ever heard or that you will ever here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a large amount of bad news we could talk about right now. Our world's in trouble. Problems are on every hand. The evening news is littered with bad news. And we could talk about that. But I want to talk about the good news today. I'm talking about the greatest news there's ever been. I'm talking about some good news that will put a smile on every person's face that will accept this good news. I'm talking about one that came looking for you. I'm talking about one that came after you, searching for you, coming after you. I'm talking about one that knew you before you were even born. I'm talking about a God that set aside his deity to come to earth. I'm talking about a God that would send his only son to give you good news. He came to a broken, tattered world that had no hope. And he became their hope. Hallelujah. He came to a world that everyone was in debt to sin and had to pay with blood. He was the good news that came and paid that sin debt and restored or reconciled us to God. This is not my text right here, but I want to read this to you. 2 Corinthians 5.18. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And has given us uh, the ministry of reconciliation. That is, 
that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Praise God. That makes me excited. You've never seen me jump, but you just about did just now. There was some good news that came to earth. I have some even greater news. That same good news that began all those years ago is continuing on today in you and in me. Amen. Everyone that's accepted Jesus as their Savior, you have the good news on the inside of you. My text today is a Christmas story. If you'd stand to your feet, I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2. I'm also going to read from Mark chapter 1. Luke chapter 2, verse number 10 is where I'm going to start. I'm reading out of the God's Word translation. And it says this. The angel said to them, don't be afraid. I have good news for you. A message that will fill everyone with joy. (laughs) Today, your Savior, Christ the Lord, was born in David's city. Praise God for Jesus. Can you just praise God for Jesus? Hallelujah. In the New King James Version, Mark 1 and 1 says this. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Son of God. I want to preach to you for a few moments with the subject, the good news in you. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I ask you right now that you prepare our hearts, Lord, that we prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive what you have for us today. You have permission to interrupt us. You have permission to do what you want to do. You have permission to do whatever because we submit ourselves to you. We resist the devil. And we know right now, Lord, when we give ourselves to you, You're able to work in us. I ask you for the seed of the word to find root in our hearts tonight. I ask you, Lord, right now to anoint me with the Holy Ghost, Lord. Anoint the eyes and ears right now, Lord, that we can see and hear what you'd have to say to us. I ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus. He is the good news. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise God. I want to start by sharing with you the word gospel. The word gospel simply means good news. In the original Greek, it means good news. If you like that interpretation, it still means good news today. Mark started his book with some great information. The beginning of the gospel, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. That's the beginning of the good news is Jesus. Amen. The gospel in its entirety looks back on the three years of Jesus' public ministry. It's as though as Mark, when he got to chapter 16, doubled back and said to himself, Well, the earthly ministry of Jesus, that was just the beginning. Praise the Lord. And we know that decades after this, it's still ongoing. His ministry is still going. His story has no ending. Jesus is still doing what he did before. 
He is still saving. He's still providing. He's still loving. He's still calling. He's still caring. He's still teaching. He's still healing. He's still delivering. Is this the same Jesus? Is this the same good news that you're, you're living for today? Wow. I want you to realize today what he once did, he's still doing. What he once did, he's going to do it again and again and again. Don't think that you've run out of or he's run out of miracles. He'll still do it again. He is the good news, and he likes showing off. Hallelujah. I want you to know that everything that Jesus did in the flesh while he walked on earth was only the beginning. It was just the beginning. This is the never-ending good news. The never-ending good news. When Jesus comes into your life, good news begins in you. Hallelujah. No matter how bad the news has been for you up to that moment, with his entrance into your life, wow, the good news of salvation, the good news of forgiveness, the good news of abundant life, the good news of eternal life, it begins in you. The good news remains true even for the dark nights of the soul that you may endure as a follower of Jesus. How many have had some dark nights in your life? We're praying right now. Someone lost a loved one this morning, and we're praying right now because it's a dark time in our flesh, but our spirit can still rejoice because he is the good news. Amen? Good news remains true even when problems are starting to pile up. Good news remains true even when the kids are acting crazy. How many has ever had a crazy kid? Hallelujah. The good news remains true even when your family has gone haywire. Good news remains true when the money is funny. The good news remains true even when there's doubts with your spouse. The good news remains true even when you don't know what to do. The good news remains true even when you have done, when you've been done wrong. It wasn't your fault. And it feels like you've been abandoned. The good news remains true for all time. And the good news remains true for you today. And it's in you today. Hallelujah. Without the good news, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Without the good news, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. He may be the only good news you have in the time of difficulty. But Jesus is the source of all good news. And that's all you need. I heard a song years ago that said, if Jesus is all you have, he's all you need. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter if that's all you have or not. That's what you need anyway. John 14 and 6 said, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, the life. The good news is the way. The good news is the life. The good news is Jesus. He's the way, the truth, the life. And we don't need to fear. You know why? And I hesitated to put this in. And God said, put it in there. Somebody needs to hear this. Psalm 23 and 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. 
Praise God. The good news is that you have a shepherd that cares for you. Hallelujah. He is the good news that we need in times of hurts and betrayals and hardships. But he's still the good news even when life is going good. He's still the good news. Jesus is the source of all good news. And, on, and all other forms of good news are a brief duration. Why? Because they're earthly. They're not everlasting. They're just here for a while. Health, wealth, position, they're all going to pass away. <laughs> Praise God for the good news. How many is happy that you know that when everything we deem important passes away, there's still good news in our life. Jesus still remains in our life. Everything we thought was significant can't compare to the good news of Jesus Christ. And because he still abides we will forever inherit the benefits that he provides. Amen. If Jesus is in you today, you have the good news on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. He comes to you and me in human form as Jesus. Amen. Our Savior. The very meaning of his name informs us of our human condition. We're in need of a Savior. Hallelujah. We are lost and in need of a Savior. Without Jesus, we do not know. We don't know God because we're ignorant of him. It's the truth. We don't know God because we're unlike him. We're distanced from him. But he comes to us as Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. In the Old Testament, three offices carried the honor of anointment. The priest, the prophet, and the king. Jesus is all of these to you and me. Hallelujah. He is priest because he bears our sins and carries our burdens and intercedes on our behalf. He is prophet because he speaks words of life into us. Hallelujah. And he is king because he rules over you and me. How many let Jesus rule over you today? He is your king. Hallelujah. That's the good news. He is the good news. He is Jesus. The good news for you and me and the rest of the world. It is good news that he is in us today. Amen. Next, he comes to us as the Son of God. Whereas the title Savior in Christ describe his relationship to the Father, Jesus is man, but far more than just man. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may not understand the essence of his nature as Son of God because there is hiddenness in him that only he knows about himself. You can't know everything there is to know about God. He... He's, he is God. He is the good news. Jesus has revealed himself sufficiently to us through the word that we can love him. We can realize that he is the good news. He is the gospel. We can fall down and worship him and get up and serve him. Amen. Glory. The life of Jesus is never finished because he reigns without end. His work in you and me is never finished. The gospel, the good news must never be an old story for you and me. When you hear the word gospel, when you hear the good news, when you hear the name Jesus, it ought to excite you. When you know what it means, it should excite you. The one who brings us the good news has the power to save you. The one that brings us the good news has the power to rearrange you. The one who, who brings us this good news, he has the power to deliver you from the bondage and the power that the devil's had over you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The one who brings us the good news not only has the power to save you, heal you, provide and keep you. He's the same God. He's the same good news that will continually reveal himself to you. 
Aren't you glad he's a friend that sticks closer than your brother? I've got a pretty good brother, but man, my God sticks closer to me than that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow. There's a downside I have to mention today, and I'm going to hurry. Too many people experience the good news has been tricked. They've been fooled, worn out, or just decided to turn their back on the good news. We have to understand that there is no other gospel. There's no other good news except the good news of Jesus. But the devil tries to distort the true good news. I was talking with some individuals not long ago, and they went to telling me these different gods of Buddha and and different ones. You know, I, I see a similarity with the word of God, and all roads lead to heaven. No, they don't. Absolutely not. They do not. Don't be fooled. Galatians 1 and 6 says, listen to Paul's words. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Wow. Which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. These are some strong words here. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, he says it again, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men... Why do we hear distorted gospel? Why do we hear a different gospel? Because we want to cave in to what man wants to hear instead of what God wants us to preach. The true gospel. For I do not, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. You can't be a man pleaser and still be preaching the good news. What Paul is addressing here is what he called a different gospel was actually a distorted gospel. The term distort translates a Greek term that means to transform into something of an opposite character. The message preached by the Judaizers reversed Paul's gospel. It made salvation something to be attained by works like keeping the law and being circumcised plus faith in Christ. I know a lot of religions right now that they can't do without another book. This is not good enough for them. They had to have another book by another man. It's wrong. This is the only book you need. This is the book that you're going to be judged by. I'm not going to name religions, but I'm just going to tell you. If they need another book to confirm this word of God, you're, you're, you're dealing with fire. And it ain't the right kind of fire. Paul lets us know that we're not to receive the false gospel. We're not to distort the gospel to please men. And furthermore, Paul says the one that preaches the false gospel, let them be accursed. Strong's talking Greek and Hebrew dictionary says accursed means to be excommunicated. That's strong words. You're preaching the wrong gospel. You're distorting the gospel. Paul says don't be a part of them anymore. Get away from them. Don't hear them anymore. Aren't you glad we have the true good news living in us today? Isn't that awesome? 
the good news that started so far. When, when Jesus was born, it was the good news that Mark wrote about. It was the gospel Mark wrote about. And he's going on today. He's still living today on the inside of us. We should never be embarrassed of Jesus and what he did here on earth and what he continues to do in us today. We should never be ashamed to reach out and share the good news with others at any time and at any place. Somebody says, well, you know, I don't want to make a fool out of God. I don't want to you know, just be this holy roller that's always testifying, that's always doing these crazy things. Why? Why not? Let them think you're crazy. They think you're crazy already because you pulled into this drive today. Oh, that's the Pentecostals there. They believe in that Holy Ghost thing, that thing that speaks in tongues. We believe it's gone, and we don't believe that's for us today. I believe this whole book is still for us today, and for the lessons to learn and for the Spirit to be moved in us. Lord, help us. Too many times we're waiting for the right moment to share God's love, His mercy, His peace, His joy, the good news with someone. We're waiting. And all these things, they're part of the gospel. They're part of the good news. It's, it's, it's the good news wrapped up in all these things and in Jesus. I want to tell you that there is no better time to reach the lost than right now. There is no better time to reach the lost than right now. People are hurting. They're broken. They're looking. They're hungry for someone to share the good news of Jesus with them. Can I tell you today, don't wait for the perfect opportunity. I'm just waiting for the right moment to get in there and do something. I believe in being led by the Spirit. Don't get me wrong. But I believe too many times we're keeping our mouths shut. We're putting a muzzle on our own mouth because we're afraid of what other people are going to think. We're afraid of what man's going to think and their doctrine, their gospel, their distorted good news. We need to be opening our mouth and talking about Jesus. We need to be telling. Time is short, church. Time is short. We don't have much time. We don't have very, Don't wait for the perfect opportunity to talk about the good news that's in you. Create opportunities. Go to Walmart for no reason. <laughs> Create opportunities. Open your eyes to opportunities. They're all around you each and every day. I've got to the point in my life when I go to Walmart, I'm not just going for milk, eggs, and bread. I already know God has sent me there to talk to somebody. So when they say, do you know what aisle this, 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 I, I, yeah, well, I can look, I can ask somebody, I just, hey, where do you go to church? Do you know Jesus? Is he, are you a Christian? It's that simple. Pastor, that's crazy. That's foolish. That's, that's not being ashamed of the gospel is what that is. It's love because I'm afraid of where they're headed. We need the love of God driving us to tell the good news and let everyone know. They need Jesus. When we don't share the good news, when we don't reach out and tell people about Jesus, we're just muzzling our own mouth, and it becomes harder and harder for us to speak up to the lost in this dying world. That's the reason why they used to have testimony services, because when you testify what God's done for you, you continue to build your own faith when you're telling the story of the good news in your own life. We need to be testifying Telling people about Jesus. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. 
2 Corinthians 6 and 2, and I'd call this B part. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It's not for another day. It's not for another opportunity. It's for the now. People need to hear the good news that's in you. What did he do for you, brother Ed? He rose you from the dead. He raised you from the dead. Every one of us have a testimony to tell what the good news did in us and through us. Let's be bold about sharing the good news. I want you to stand with me today. I want you to come around these altars. Pastor, what are you doing? I, this is what the Lord just kind of led me to do. I want us to do this today. Don't be shy. Don't push anybody down. Just come on. Get down here as quick as you can. Here's what he told me to do. He said, I want them to pray for each other today. I'll pray for you. I'll anoint you. And I'm more than happy to agree with you. But today, he said, I want them to pray with each other. Pray with each other. There's people in this room right now that's hurting. There's people in this room right now that needs to know that you love them. Part of that good news is the love of Jesus. If you can't love your own brothers and sisters, how are you going to share this good news outside of these four walls? I want to say this too. If you're here and you know your relationship with Jesus is not right, you know if you died right now, that good news is not in you. Yeah, you may know about it, but you haven't received him. You haven't accepted him as Lord and Savior of your life. If you're here today, I want to pray with you personally. There's no better time. There's no better time. Don't wait for another opportunity to know Christ as your Savior. If you're here today and that's your need, I want to pray for you personally. I want to pray for you personally. This is Christmas season. I want this, I want us to let this Christmas season be one that we share the good news more than ever before. Next Monday, we celebrate Christmas Day. And let me say this first of all. I don't know why I have you standing here. Through the Word of God, culture, and the time the shepherds had sheep in the fields, we know Christ's birth was not December 25th. I don't want to shatter anybody's dreams or hopes here. We know that. There's a few other scriptures that give us an idea exactly when his birth. Most scholars believe it's September. I'm going to tell you it doesn't matter what day his birth date was on. December 25th is the day we're celebrating. I don't care who created it. I don't care what they're doing with it. We're celebrating Jesus. It's kind of like what I told you on Halloween. We're not celebrating Halloween. We're celebrating Jesus. We're not giving a day to the devil. It's the day that the Lord has made. Each day is, and we're not giving any days to the devil. Everything attached to Christmas, we give glory to God. I want you to know that. But we know the world is celebrating Christmas. It's the greatest time that we can impact this world. This and Easter, in my opinion. 
But it's a time where we can talk to people about Jesus, the good news, the reason we celebrate Christmas. What I want you to do, real simple, you can join hands with each other. Look who's standing next to you. Speak their name out to God. If you want to mingle in, mix and match, and get away from your wife or husband or kids or whatever you want, you could do that too. But I want everybody, as a point of contact, you lay your hand on their shoulder, hold their hand, whatever you want to do. I want you to call their name out to God. First of all, I want you to call their name out and say, God, I don't care if it's a preacher. I don't care who you're standing by. Lord, let them have the good news in you. Let that good news in you that is the good news, that is the gospel, let it be in them today. Pray for them that they have a relationship with Jesus, that God blesses them, and that they'll turn their eyes towards Jesus in this Christmas season. Would you do that right now? Find your hand and scoot over there to Michelle. Now you know each other's names. Call them out to Jesus. I believe you have the power to touch heaven today. I believe you have the words to touch heaven today for who's standing with you right now.